Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. Long division sure comes in handy. All the little girls dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera. If I ran the web, you could email dead people. Wax poetic. Just say no to family values. In the terrarium is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice. This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what if I write a poem like a song? Good afternoon and welcome, 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 welcome to... Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. One of your co-hosts in the operating chair here. What's your name? I said R.C. Oh, you did? I think so. Oh, okay. Well, that's R.C. Wislowski. I'm Lucia Mish. I'm your other co-host today, and I'm, it's lovely to be here. And I'm glad you're keeping track, because maybe I didn't, you know. I yeah. was just thinking, oh, am I saying the same thing every time, or am I not saying it or not? I don't I'm know. Not sure. Everyone wants to know who you are, though. Yeah. And uh, we have Bill Arnott as our guest today. Hi, Bill. Hello, RC. Hi, Lucia. Hi. Thank you. So really great to have you here. Pleasure and, to uh, be here. We're going to find out more about you and as the show moves along, but we're going to find out a little bit about you through one of your poems as you kick things off. I'll launch right in. And uh, so, hey, everyone, it's Bill Arnott here. Quick shout out to my friend Poxitani on the North Shore and to Deb. And uh, this poem is called After the Gig. And I'm Bill Arnott, rhymes with darn it, <laughs> and um, wrote this with a buddy after we did a little mini tour of some music and some poetry and spoken word on the island about an hour, uh, one year ago today. It's called After the Gig. Relaxed, reclined in armrest rows of padded seats, our sleepy fairy creeps toward a sunrise. Michael and I softly strum guitars. Yes, I'm permitting myself to be that guy. <laughs> Acoustic call and answer starts our day with aroma of fried bacon, crisp, five cups of drip-roast breakfast blend lingering on clothes. Ahead, Bowen's Island, a child's likeness of a whale. All that's missing is the arcing water spout and one big eye. Beyond, inverted Vs of mountain blues and greens, confectioner's dusting of new snow, vertically mirror, widening wake, a whitewashed skein tracing our trail on ever-calming teal. Ah, Michael's tuned to open G, a dampened banjo sound, to share a song he just composed somewhere on Forest Beach in Haida Gwaii. Diminished chords, an echo of old growth, how he conveys a people, place, the past, in single resonating fifths, remains a mystery. Cast in icy canvas views, cozy in our toques and scarves, muted powder morning sounds surround. Windows offer vista jolts of Kodachrome, last night dwindles like a murmur. Candlelit lounge, raised patrons at high tops, sipping winter cordials, cluster of our own poets, storytellers, singers mingled in the mix, padded backs and hugs, laughter barks, applause, a clump of lushes piles on, despite the odds, convert, leave the bar as fans of poetry and us. After, crossing town in intermittent, underwatered streetlight, adrenaline still staving off the cold and wet, Two neatly folded twenties and a five in hand, the evening's pay. A police cruiser speeds onto a side street. Red and blue leaves me to wonder who else's life has changed forever. Back home at crash pad, stacked up house welcoming artists, middle-aged surfers swim to sea, catch sofas as they rise and fall. On swells and tidal surge, 
ridden over rocky reef and shoal, thin sheets and pillows never, ever changed, to sleep like drunken, hairy babies, happy just to have a place indoors, hot food and wine, from the kitchen wafts a warming apple crumble. No tabs for the talent, we were told, cash only, just like covers at the door. I pulled a fist of coins from my jeans pocket, got on with a night of come what may and openness. Chorus of my spoken word recycling in a loop, I let it circle, play. Harmony of poetry and lifelong goals, realized on cold dark nights and ferry rides, that cross a stretch of inland sea, where island refugees, weeknight drunks and poets, merge in dim-lit pubs to read, recite, resuscitate, commit to sharing honesty. Finally, stepping down off my pedestal stage, a striking woman, age inappropriate, hemorrhaging daddy issues, intercepts, holds my gaze, tells me I'm genius. Oh, you're using that word wrong, I think, but do not say. Decide I must be somewhere else, but linger a moment, then move on. Thankful for my home, not sofa house come crash pad, real home, where I return, imagining worn cinnamon and apple. Hmm. Thanks, Bill. After the gig. After the gig. After the gig, yeah. Now, is that poem written um, in a form, or is it is it free verse? I was trying, sort of wondering as I listened. There's some visual form in the structure on the page, but it's mm. very much free verse. I thought this is a fun one. I'm, give me a chance to name drop a little bit. Um, this will be published by the League of Canadian Poets next week. Oh, right on. So I'm excited oh, about that. In, in, what, in what context? That will be uh, their new voices uh, format for the newer... Uh, league members. Mm, okay. And they do a sort of uh, individual showcase. Oh, very cool. Yeah. What made you want to start off with that one? It's sort of, I think of it as by poets, for poets. It's very much uh, that mindset that so many of us can relate to. To me, it uh, represented sort of a leap into the professional hmm. artist realm. Getting paid to share your written word mm -hmm. and that to me was a bit of a watershed moment and palling around with like accomplished other professional artists I felt like oh maybe I'm sitting at the grown-ups table all of a sudden and it, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, it yeah. was a genuine treat yeah, yeah it's, a, it's it's kind of thrilling eh? when uh, you're like oh my gosh I'm the one on stage um, and it's it's wonderful too to hear a poem that has I know it's about poetry but you also mentioned that um, uh, you were playing music as well in this performance that, you're, that you reference mm -hmm. here. So we were in Nanaimo and um, Carla Stein and Ian Cognito um, have this program called 15 Minutes of Infamy. Mm -hmm. It's a, a regular monthly gig. They pre-book people, but it's one of the most seamless uh, showcases I've seen of music and poetry, so song, spoken word. It's all there. It's very inclusive. You get a lot of collaborative stuff. And I found that pretty magical, too. Mm -hmm. And I do like casting my net, um, you know, across genres, across media. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what, sort of a, what a perfect that. poem to come from that, because there's so much musicality in the language and so much attention to, uh, you know, assonance and consonance. And, the, and hearing you read it was lovely. Could you read those first couple, just the first couple lines again? Um, so to me, it's we're setting the scene with these first couple mm -hmm. of lines. Relaxed, reclined in armrest rows of padded seats. Our sleepy fairy creeps toward a sunrise. Oh, just the, yeah, the, the, 
the sound of that, all of those consonants and all of those syllables coming together is uh, just, you know, even without the, the meaning and the setting that it sets that aside, uh, it has such a such a beautiful flow and, yeah, hooked me right, right off the bat. Feels like there's something going on in the poem itself that has that same timber of music and poetry collaborating. Beautiful. Hey, and who amongst us in the Lower Mainland can't relate to a fairy ride? To a fairy ride. Right. Right. And, and even if yeah. you, you you haven't, I like to believe that, oh, there's some pretty good visual there. But I should jump in right away to say um, this poem I workshopped in one of the SFU Weekend Poetry workshops uh, with Fiona Lamb and mm. Rob Taylor and Evelyn Lau. And so anything that comes as a result of that multi-week course is always collaborative. I got my name on the thing mm -hmm. at this stage of the game, but there's always great input from others. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like, oh, I'm sharing words of the team, mm -hmm. and I just sort of tidied it up. So what was some of that uh, input you got and feedback and saying, hey, which parts strengthen up, or maybe let's hear more of this? What kind of can you remember? No. <laughs> I think that I would like to remember. Um, that I've done that course a couple of times. Uh, it's always valuable. The friendships that have come about as a result of that are amazing mm -hmm. and, and lovely uh, professional networking as well. Um, there would be, I've been in a class of as few as a dozen and as many as 17 in that, uh, that, different, that specific course. Um, so we would literally pass them around mm. and I would have no less than 15 people's input okay. on this. Yeah. And like anything, some of you may disregard, but it's invariably valuable. And a lot of it found its way into this end product. Mm -hmm. There are two images that really stuck out for me. Um, the one about the, the ambulance uh, driving by, or the sirens driving by and, and someone's life has changed forever or something like that. Uh, only because I, I think about that often uh, when I hear an ambulance go by. Well, even walking down here today, there were like there seemed to be a lot of uh, police cars and ambulance, ambulances zipping around, some in this neighborhood and some downtown. And it's like, I was like, uh-oh, mm -hmm. who's, who's, which poor soul is, you know, in, in need of an ambulance again because just because I've, I've got a history of that in my family of like ambulances always sudden coming and and whatnot so I always think about that now whenever I hear them or not always but enough of the time so that's really struck me and then that whole the kind of fun to me was a fun line about the surfers uh catching a couch instead <laughs> of catching a wave I thought that was that uh, was quite fun yeah, thanks I like that. um but, but yeah and I'm glad you're you know, can attest to that whole, the siren thing, that's rarely going to be associated with a good, good news, <laughs> right, is it? Yeah. Uh, I remember, one thing I do remember from class and sharing that, and there was a, a very talented writer in class, but a very um, literal individual. Mm. And that was a line he had a tough time saying, I don't get it. Huh. And I thought, oh, interesting. Now, uh, this that individual had a background in medicine. Mm. So maybe to him that a siren is a problem to be solved. And, yeah. and there's a resolution in more often than not. But I think for the rest of us lay people, a siren is Or they never heard the siren. They just got the end result and they, had to, right. if they were a doctor. They had, to, they had to work on that. Yeah. I mean, First. as much as sirens, yeah, are harbingers of, of uh, injury and disaster, they are also um, an indication that help is on the way. True. As somebody with anaphylactic allergies, I will yeah. say that... Uh, People turning their sirens on has saved my tail a couple of times, yes. um, and so maybe the, yeah that association as well. But like like both of you, I think when I see yeah when I see a first responder go past, I'm like oh man, uh, yeah I wonder I wonder who's mm -hmm. who this is happening to and what it is, yes. um, which must be such a such a different perspective than folks who are in that profession for yeah, yeah. the daily 
grind. Now, should our CNI be available, like know how to jab you with an EpiPen if we need be? Or are we uh, well, I think in the next eating? 20 minutes we're probably good. I don't good. plan to eat any like errant pastries or anything. Okay. Thank <laughs> okay. you. <laughs> but that is black conjured up too. Like I, there's something um, soothing about a siren too. Like you were saying about helps on the way, but also just in the context of soundscapes, mm. uh, music or a film. You know, the background, the beginning of a film. Sometimes they'll they'll show the city, and it's you know generally a night scene, and you know you can hear the sirens going off in the back. And it's to me then there's a, there's also then an added romance somewhat somehow uh, notion to it, like the night. You know, the night is full of all these things, sirens going off mm-hmm. and music playing over here and people, you know, getting drunk over there or fight, whatever, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. so it's also, yeah, now it makes me think of a less harrowing connotation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I, although they've been changing uh, siren sounds mm-hmm. you know, so that we pay attention, um, for years, you know, we could associate maybe geography yeah. with, oh, that's very European or a UK right. or an Italian yeah, yeah. siren, which to yeah. me, oh, adds a place to the visual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's have and share another poem, why don't you? Here, let's go something a little different, a little abstract, and I'm proud of this one. This just one uh, was placed in the 2019 Pandora's Collective um, Poetry Contest. Um, this, and it's published uh, by um, an online magazine called Plumtree Tavern, and this is called Yggdrasil, and i got to spell it because it may not necessarily <laughs> be phonetically obvious. It's Y-G-G-D-R-A-S-I-L. Yggdrasil. So I was uh, traveling around Greenland uh, researching a Viking uh, travel memoir and um, it's this magical part of the world as you can imagine. We've got Norse myth and history and those lines blurring between fact and fantasy and I this is a very real experience uh, but you can see the influence of some uh, Nordic mythology as I share Yggdrasil with you. Yggdrasil the world tree, Mother Ash, stands astride a Nordic knoll, beyond Uppsala's temples, where every god, the real ones, take meat and mead amongst the Norns, weird, verdandi, skuld. Atop the tree, the eagle with no name resides, witness to our lives and spindle whorls of fate, an eerie shared with a hawk named Vedrofolnir, witherer of wind. When I saw the eagle, I was drifting on a wooden ark, through looming crags of crystal-leaded ice. Noturlik, whispered the Greenlander, aurora eyes squinting into cloudless arctic sky, following the nameless one in flight. High overhead the giant sailed across a canvas of calcium blue, the hawk invisible to us, its presence though we felt, in the eagle's sweeping gaze, removing every trace of wind, breath sucked silent from our lungs, a contour feather, whoosh, the only sound. Mm. A contour feather. Yeah. <laughs> now, how is that spelled? <laughs> well, the, I think the key is it's italicized, so we know oh, we're having. But to yes. answer your question, it's a W H with a couple of O's and oh, another nice. show. Oh, a whoosh. It's a whoosh. <laughs> Which is so lovely because the air has just been sucked out of the scene and then it re-enters in that whoosh. Yes, lovely. Yeah. And that's you were talking about the sibilance, and that's like the S, mm-hmm. the S, the S, and whoosh. Yeah, and the onomatopoeia. Yeah. I know I have all my poetry terms out today. <laughs> you must have been doing workshops recently. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I try and sound professional. Well, heck, I was impressed when I see you did the, the PR piece and introduced me as an impresario. Yeah. So I had to get my 
dictionary out for that one. Okay. And I love it. So I was I've got a little bit of a husky throat this morning, but Sounds my wife good over said, the radio. hey, yeah. thank you. My wife said it may add a touch of gravitas. Yeah. Oh. So apparently I'm an empresario with gravitas, nice. neither of which word do I understand, <laughs> but they are definitely going on their resume. Well, one of the reasons I said that, because the before actually meeting you, the I saw your name popping up a lot, uh, promote, helping promote a lot of the stuff at Massey Books. Right. And uh, you were co-running an event there with the open mic? I'm not yes. sure. What one was of, that? Um, Poets' Corner okay. is one of our you know, many Lower Mainland poetry reading series. Um, and there's a few of us that are involved there. That's uh, Pistertia Massey at Massey Books as the venue for us. Uh, so the space is lovely. It's a nice central location. But like a lot of the things, that RC, that you're referring to, you know, I'm proud of showing off friends and mm. showcasing. I was joking with a friend. I like to be the Ringo star in the in in the crowd. Surround yourself with more talented people. You can get pulled along in the wake. You, if you can write a good sing along, hey, everyone's having a good time. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, I want to see other people. Uh, you know, on the marquee because mm -hmm. there's so much talent around us. That reading series is one of those. Uh, the bookstore is one of those, and that's why I've had fun not only being aware of your slam uh, events, but other. Uh, reading groups around the Lower Mainland. Mm. Right on. Um, it's funny, we were talking before, off air, we were talking about eagles, and then eagles, we were talking yeah. bald eagles specifically, but that eagles come up a lot there. So this was a sea eagle. We were out on the water uh, in uh, an ice-packed uh, ice uh, fjord in southwest Greenland, which they conveniently call the Eastern Settlements, and which uh, is, you know, uh, confusing on the compass but yeah um and i'd only seen another sea eagle once before in my life and to us you know that's a rare one it's a big one it's pretty special and boy it just it reeked of this <laughs> norse mythology so it was a rather magical moment mm. mm -hmm. and how oh good oh i was just going to ask about the the project this poem is connected to the viking travel memoir i was wondering mm -hmm. if you could tell us more about that oh gladly so here i'm shamelessly plugging up this is a proof that i'm holding in my hand the, the first batch from the publishers are due next week um so i've been writing travel memoirs for a number of years um this is the second uh, published work, and it's called Gone Viking, a travel saga. And Viking, the word was originally in Scandinavia, it was a verb. It meant to go abroad and to, oh. like the original uh, gap year or your overseas, overseas <laughs> experience, your OE. And um, only later did it become capitalized and a noun oh. to explain a people. Hmm. But to go Viking was to go and sort of make your bones, um, do enough adventurous stuff that you can pay someone to write your saga, in other words. And so in my mind, I, I took a, a, quite a period of time off, and although I wasn't gone to lunch or gone fishing, I was literally gone Viking. Yeah. And that's the title of this travel memoir. And what drew you to that particular area and history, mythology? Well, I realized I had hit on a couple of the points with some Scandinavian exploration, and then just with a little more research, I realized, oh, if I just string together a few more northern hemisphere spots uh, which I, I say oh just string together I mean there's still four years of work and travel and writing and researching but um, I've really I feel covered the lion's share of uh, at least that northern half of the globe where the Vikings went and traded mm -hmm. and raided and you know created the string of gingers around the parts of the uh, of Western uh, the raping Europe. and pillaging of conquest. Well, yeah. yes, the, some of it, th and uh, that was one of those examples where history wasn't always written by the victors, hmm. and so yes, there was lots of violence, 
but arguably no more than anywhere else in the globe then and now. But low it was bar. easy to write about. <laughs> yeah. Sorry? I said low bar. Low, yes. Um, so, yeah, um, that's one of those things that we often equate with them, but not necessarily accurately. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have as, or, or maybe I'm wrong about this, but uh, in terms of um, settling and, and colonizing, was that part of the tradition or was it more about like you say gap year makes me think of like going out and coming back home yeah. with whatever you get from where you, you take from where you go is it more along those lines well the geography of that place the time and the place shrinking resources uh less forests less game growing populations uh and you look at the map you think oh there isn't a lot of arable land in norway for example mm-hmm. um and times sailors would okay let's take the last few trees we build a boat we go find more trees to build more boats mm-hmm. find some arable land and all oh, this you know uh belgium france um all of the uk uh, or the british isles that's some pretty good uh, areas for planting and these were artisans going abroad and the axes were often as much tools uh as they were uh used as weapons if need be but uh, you'll read of terms of, oh, the Great Army or the invasion of this area. But more often than not, it was just a bunch of uh, emigrants looking for a place to settle and call home and, and feed and provide for their families. No different than Europe today. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, to me, and a lot of things that we even associate with Western European culture, villages, um, government, um, a lot of the uh, agriculture was uh, introduced by Vikings. A third of our language is Norse and Saxon stuff. Mm. And those expressions, trade expressions, mm-hmm. give and take, emotions, happy, sad, these are all... You know, Mm -hmm. uh, remnants left by the Vikings. Right on. So when and where will folks be able to get their hands on Gone Viking? Uh, At this stage of the game, easiest to contact me directly, uh, which uh, through my little publishing company, and uh, whether that's through uh, Facebook, Twitter, email, billyarnard at hotmail.com. And then depending on where you are, I've got international pricing and uh, we go from there. Right on. Um, I was also thinking the term of gone Viking was so then if going Viking was a thing that um, people did, what, who got to do that? Was it everyone in the culture or was it this is a thing for young men when they hit, you know, their puberty or whatever and they go off in their travels or is it just the upper class or who was, who was yeah. able to go gone Viking? So that was a, that's a good question. And... Um, there's some fact and there's some speculation and in part of my research I had a lovely long oh, uh, a bit of research uh, I was very privileged to work with a couple of Viking archaeologists and um, the thing is in some of the countries it may have been sponsored by the king hey let's go find some new land and some resources other times those folks were fleeing from that same Mon- monarch yeah. and let's get some resources together and just get out of here um, so there were two different camps and often you would see younger fitter males sailing rowing doing like the ultimate site inspection and then mm. families would follow okay and so you would often see um, uh, mixed gender a couple of generations often small kids would be part of a, a Viking invasion usually not the first wave mm-hmm. uh, and I'm air quoting that one but um, yeah so there was a real mixed bag hmm. have you or, I haven't seen it but have you seen the show Vikings I have is it anything is it totally overblown or is it anything what you've kind of so, looked at um, 
I, I can't remember the, the, the name of the original writer, but he did a bang-up job because he's a true Viking historian. And he took great uh, um, material that's documented in the sagas and uh, the Annals of Funda and the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. And a lot of those stories write themselves. You just modernize the, mm-hmm. the, uh, um, the verbiage. And then he took some license with pulling together folks from different time spans to yeah. make the stories interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very well researched and the lion's share of that stuff is historically accurate to the cool. best of our knowledge. Well, the Annals of Funda sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the I, Annals right of Funda. Yeah, that's what it says on the box. <laughs> Take care how I pronounce that and it still comes out sounding cheeky, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we are almost done. How about another uh, piece from you to wrap things up? Uh, something not too long, a couple minutes maybe? or Here's so. one. Let's go lighthearted, a shorter one. Uh, this is called Night Flight. And who amongst us who hasn't been on a red-eye flight hasn't experienced something similar? Here's Night Flight. A hum of soft blue light laps in gentle waves, undulating on the cusp of audibility. Down length of deprivation canister, thrum of pressurizing air, 40,000 feet of flatulence. Recycled fart keeps us aloft, according to my nose. Aerodynamics admittedly not my forte. Enfolded on a reclined seat, thin padding custom-shaped to fit no human form. I'm shimmied beneath brightening blue, near neon now, wash that rises to a chop, as though I've fed my bed with coins, an hourly motel, same stained and sour-soiled mattress, without the old a cable, i.e. porn. Just fevered pitching rock of two impatient lovers, lulling me erotically, eager now to simply go to sleep in the deadening smell of backside. Beyond a portal window, stars. <laughs> Wait for it. Beyond a portal window, stars are humming past. Same silent sound as our internal blue, launched like Boney M aboard their flight to Venus. Disco ball in orbit with the stars. Cyrillic static sputtering from Sputnik. Oh, those Russians. Mm-hmm. Ground control to Major Tom, Hanks to Houston. We have a cataclysmic problem. Everyone aboard, I fear, just may have shit themselves. <laughs> so, oh, you asked me to watch the f- language. Oh, oh that's, that's all right. right. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Bluer language out there. It's all good. Basically, no yeah. f bomb. You know. Yeah, lots of blue tones in there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, in various ways, both uh, both visual and uh, tongue in cheek. Yeah. <laughs> Which yes, yeah, and tongue in cheek. And tongue in cheek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, the always, annals of funda. Always love it. Yeah, <laughs> the annals of funda. An Apollo thirteen reference. Uh, yeah, it's always welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And M. Yeah, especially when you're talking about flying. You know, you want to bring in some some NASA disasters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, it ties things together. So. Do you like flying, Upbeat. or do you tolerate flying? Both. Mm-hmm. I can enjoy the process, and you know, you got to slide into that. And there's nothing glamorous about it. Doesn't care what section of the plane you're flying in. It's you're still a bit of a cattle call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm wondering because uh, I love the images in all the pieces that you've shared, and that one it's sort of like flying and stuff how do how has your um travel writing and your poetry informed each other and how you approach them? oh yeah so not only i w- are just like different um locations inspiring and to me it's another facet of a photo album mm. um but literally like back to the flight question when you're jammed in that space literally a bit of a s- sensory deprivation um chamber 
you can give yourself that permission that we don't always have, that forced creative time that can be tough at home when mm-hmm. you're juggling tasks and chores and, and you know, other noises and this and that. And I find if you're at a, a three and eight, a 12-hour stretch in a plane, what a wonderful way to sort of slide into a dreaminess. Maybe a couple of beers helps, but mm-hmm. it, it can be that, um, you know, that sort of that hot white noise and next thing you know, it is somewhat cocooning and can yeah. be a, a tidy creative space. So, um, quickly, you've got Gone Viking coming out very soon. Um, what other publications do you have? And if people want to get a copy or two, how do they find them? Oh, fine. So, back to find me on Facebook, Bill Arnott, A-R-N-O-T-T. Um, you can email me. You can Twitter me. It's at Bill Arnott underscore A-P-S, as in author, poet, songwriter. And um, prior to Gone Viking, uh, Drama Mania was my uh, previous travel memoir, and I'm very proud of that one. That uh, encompasses a lot of the globe. Again, humorous travel log strung together with music, mm. and lyrics either set the scene or set up a punchline. Um, and I was told never to show up at someone's place without a host or a hostess gift. Mm-hmm. So I ha- do have for each of you one of my indie CDs oh, called sweet. Studio oh. Six. So there's some spoken word in there, That's beat awesome. poetry, and some original indie folk Great. songs. Great. Thank you so much. And just before we go, since you are such a, an experienced traveler, do you have uh, just like one top piece of travel advice or tip for anybody embarking? So I would say uh, embrace whatever's coming your way stay hydrated (laughs) stay open to experiences and yeah always be looking for making a new friend be flexible too i think because there's there's so many delays there's so many delays well that too (laughs) so many delays and things not going the way you planned right away you know and a change of socks in your carry-on can feel very luxurious (laughs) 36 hours in. absolutely (laughs) uh quickly to some events there's a bunch happening tonight uh the ubc slam is having their last event of the season at cardam's donuts on west broadway 3040 west broadway that's a bit west of mcdonald tonight the vancouver youth slam finals featuring angelica paversky that's at the trout lake community center that starts at 6 30. uh you're going to an event with Oh, I'm going to see some music tonight at the Heatley. Uh, Miss Quincy and Christy Rose, fantastic um, Vancouver musicians, are going to be playing there tonight. And uh, Christy's also a really awesome poet and true. painter, visual artist. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I want to check out some of their stuff. Uh, but, yeah, fantastic uh, singer. Mm-hmm. So those are some events coming up. Go to the Facebook to find out more. If you want to hear this show, if you're just tuning in now, our guest was Bill Arnott. And uh, you can listen again on Co-op Radio at CF. Uh, coopradio.org um, and just click on Wax Poetic on today's date and as well this will be up on iTunes as a free download in uh, about a month or so so uh, thanks to Dustin Perizzo for or Duncan Perizzo for looking after that stuff uh, thank you so much for being our guest today R.C. Lucia thanks so much it was a thank real you, privilege Bill, yeah. um, that's it for us I'm R.C. Weslowski I'm Lucia Mish this has been Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM no apologies necessary is coming up next you've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM so what so what so what, what? 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 what?